Just pause. Take a moment to recognize the body, your body. Check in, see if it's comfortable. Relax it a little bit more, if you can. And your thought-making mechanism. You can tell that to shh. Everything's okay. Nothing you need to think about right now. Nothing at all. rest inside your body and on the chair at the same time. Rest. Second. 
know that everything is okay. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let it get empty. Let your body dissolve. melting, merging into whatever is around. Let your body completely dissolve. All of it. Dissolve into nothingness. And yet there is awareness. that isn't independent of your body. Your body can be in physical form or your body can be dissolved. But there is an awareness independent. Totally independent to your body. awareness be aware of itself. You're just being aware of awareness, that's all. Just be aware of awareness. go deeper to where there is awareness itself, where the capacity to be aware of awareness falls away, where it can't go. There is pure awareness and it's not aware of anything. It's awareness itself. There is nothing for it to be aware of. Awareness with nothing else. There may be access to spaciousness now. If it feels spacious, deeper than this. where your mind cannot go. But your ability as pure consciousness can hear these words. This is the terrain of pure consciousness, not of the mind. Your mind might want to make you go to sleep. Don't let it do so. 
Let you, as pure consciousness, be the only faculty that is active now. Pure consciousness. And it's not conscious of anything. It can't even self-reflect. It can't even move so much as to be aware of itself. Just pure consciousness. Another way this can show up is the word pure is enough. There's nothing other than that one pure, unnameable. Here there is no, no debate of whether something can exist or not. We're deeper than the idea that something can exist and not exist. Outside of all of it, there's no time, there's no space. There isn't even the concept of nothing. Nothing at all without the concept of nothing. Consciousness, pure consciousness has left through its own back door. Somehow it makes sense somewhere that deeper than consciousness itself Neither is nor is not, but somehow it makes sense deeper than consciousness itself. Whether it's the taste, the sensation, the the essence. 
some subtle recognition, let it stay with you. As we move forward towards the beginning of the first concept arising up. Let something be outside of all of it and move towards purity, singularity. One where there cannot be two. Pure one. forward again, where the one becomes aware that it is one. Consciousness is aware that it is pure consciousness. The oneness knows that it is oneness. There is an awareness of awareness. The sense of being arises now from this. Beingness. Beingness rolls into the idea of existence. Existence becomes a possibility. From here it can feel spacious moving forward. Space gives a context for a dot, a particular point of focalization, of localization. That point becomes time, stretching in an arc from the left right over to the right, going on and on and on. We have the timeline. Let consciousness move towards the timeline. Localizing in space, which gives us a sense of place on this planet, in this country, in this state, in this hotel. And the time clicks in Sunday afternoon, 2018. And as the focalization gets narrower, keep that subtle sense of outside of all of it, outside of time, space, consciousness itself, oneness itself, outside of all of it. Keep a sense of that subtle act within you. The invitation is that there would be more of you outside of all of it and less of you needs to be active here. Let the division be that more than 50% stays outside, that the majority of you is there, 
that a small portion is recognizing the physical form <coughs> that is hearing these words. Let the physical form pick up these words. small proportion of your attention to recognize that the body is on a chair. Become aware of your face, of your hands. Let the body be relaxed. Is there still access to the deepest part that you could go to? Practice dividing your attention between the two, leaving more than 50% outside of all of it. When you're ready, open your eyes. Don't contract your lens of perception. This small, narrow view that can be viewed from your body doesn't need you to contract and exclude the wider lens. This happens within the wider lens. Let your view stay wide while the localized perceiving machine that is the body-mind is doing its thing. If the enormity of, of all of it were to completely be in your body, it would blow your circuits. So something happens in the human mind that it only registers your story. Thankfully our brains are wired in that way. It would just primarily be guided by <coughs> your neural pathways, your patterns of thinking. But you can, at the same time, find where every single being that ever was. You can find the entry point of where your energy is all of that too. Is all of those too. Your energy isn't a great word, but you get the idea. So everything, yet local in one body. And they do not contract, contradict each other, and they don't eclipse each other. Let both be there at the same time. If you're able to have both, try and figure out where is the greater percentage of your attention. Is there more of you here in the local? Is there more of you there? I'd prefer if there was more of you there, but not to be in denial of the physical human phenomenon. I want to awaken your bandwidth so that you have a greater capacity for the wider view and being able to manage the localized perceiving machine that is your body-mind at the same time.
don't need that much attention to be running the me, myself, I story. You really don't. It's wise enough now to know how to manage. It just needs to be present. It is naturally present. Unless you invest a whole load more attention and you find purpose and meaning in yesterday and today and tomorrow and safe, not safe, <coughs> in comes the movie. <laughs> Let's not turn that on, huh? Just be present. Don't pick up any story at all. None. No story. Just be present. Keep one foot outside of all of it, if you can. Just be present. Make a note of how this feels in your body. If you feel you have access to all of it, as well as being aware that the individual is functioning, give your hand up. Yes. That's about half of you guys. Well done. only identification with the body or with your thoughts that's going to yank the wider view into the me, myself, I. Because something in your belief system will say, oh, this is more important. Me, myself, I is more important than the wider view. I'll tell you it's not. It's not. It's just a story you've made up for the sake of experiencing individuality a bit longer. And that's all it is. There's nothing else going on except the capacity to imagine that you're separate. That's the only show in town, actually. So what if there was to be a clear movement of energy from the way back there, if that was to inform your action, if that was to make you move, if that was to speak through you every minute of the day, instead of what I think should happen.
In scripture, they call that free action. Where action is uninhibited by the mind imagining it can do better than universe, God, whatever you want to call that which moves all, you know, the rolling out of creation, manifestation unfolding. That's the getting out of your own way a bit. Now, if your brain has developed a habit of only taking action because the me, myself, I has always owned action. So if the part of your brain that does tasks, actions, jobs, if that needs me to be managing it, then we've got a a bit of a crisscross of a network in your brain. You've got to figure out if that's what's going on for you. The part of your brain that does tasks does not have to run through the me, myself, I program. It doesn't need to do so. So if there can be actions that are not me doing them, that's the no-doer bit. Actions without me doing the right thing, wanting an agenda, just action with no attachment to the outcome. No, it's just a response to whatever is moving inside, a response to the moment. Clean, free, no manipulation, no game, no, no story around it at all. No story. Just action happening. If you can do that, then your task-positive network is able to function without crisscrossing in with the part of your brain that does self-referencing. Make it all about me. The me story is just your brain setting things up, interpreting things to be about me. What do I know about me from yesterday? That will tell me about me today. And it goes on and on and on and on. And it's just your brain. That's all. But you've accessed what was deeper than your brain, you as pure consciousness, and then no you at all, because there's just pure consciousness. And then we point it to deeper than that. So look at all this other capacity. So why are you going to reduce yourself back into the me, myself, I, huh? Why? Why would you support that garbage? Why? Like. Hmm? There's juice. It's kind of poisonous juice. <laughs> I'll have the tea, okay. <laughs> so figure out if action can happen without the me, myself, I story. Is your task-positive network able to operate without making it about me? You need to figure this out. And the amount of times I've heard people say, oh God, that just that completely happened without me. Just completely happened without me. And it's like, okay, and now you're claiming it afterwards. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, wow. There it's like, 
I hope that was really good for me that I wasn't there when I did that. <laughs> it's just amazing. So, so it gets more quiet, you know? It's, it's an internal gig. It's something that you know that, my God, if I, if I, if I share this, I'm actually just going backwards, you know? So it becomes a personal, more quiet, more humble process. No bells and whistles, no fireworks. <coughs> okay. If I were sitting there and I heard this years ago, Knowing what I know now, if that was the only thing I took out of the weekend, that would be valuable. Mm. Of like, what percentage is outside? How much of me is outside all of it? And how much of it is here? And can I move out without disconnecting from the body-mind, without any denial, without any disassociation? Can I, can I be outside? Where's the wider vista? Can I go there? Okay, now stay there and do what I was going to do anyway. Make lunch, whatever it was, drive to such and such. Whatever I was going to do, let's, let's do it now and stay outside at the same time. This is what I would practice. Because then when you've shut off the wider view, identity is running, me, myself, I is running. That's, that's what's going to be happening. The me, myself, I is just... That's active, it's the only show in town. And then there are a lot of folks who are like, oh no, I've attached the wider view, but da, 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 da. and it's like, okay, now the wider view has become a concept and the mind is, has made up a version of it and the mind is hanging there. Do you see? The mind has made a state of mind out of it. And that's not what I'm talking about. So you need to know where where is my mind how, where where does the mind stop? And where does there me as pure consciousness? You know, where the mind can it, it's not my mind. But the mind is picking up some kind of echo from there, picking up some picking up trying to make something out, of course, which it will, but it's not there. Only you can find that. My, now, this is not my mind. Where I am right now, this is not my mind. This is different terrain. Do, do you know? And it's very difficult to describe it because it's like, all I can say is that you, you know when it's not your mind, but you don't know what it is. Because anything we name is always named by the mind. So we get into this tricky arena, no? But this is about you not killing yourself. And you're like, oh yeah, it's like subtle stuff now. Subtle, huh? Your mind will try to make a state of mind of it. That's all right. It's like, okay. So if you're saying, no, 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 a story came, but I'm still outside all of it, it's like, oh no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> What still happens for me is that um, 
if I'm having deep body work done, uh, a, a memory could come up, you know, uh, doing some whatever, deep physical work, and it's like, oh my God, that was held in my body, you know? Um, and then, you know, I spend a few minutes like figuring out there might be some tears, there might be an expression, there might be some mad shaking or opening or moving or something, and it releases. And my body worker extraordinaire, my dear husband, said, okay, what happened there? Like, did you get into the story? But I was like, well, no, there was a releasing going on, but it's, it's, it's the jack body that's releasing. So there's a difference between when something is releasing and when it's being promoted. When it's being promoted, everything shuts off because you're investing in it. But the releasing of it, it has to, if it shows up, an old pattern shows up, and there really is an access to outside of all of it, if that's at home, when it shows up, it has to break up. It has to break up because there's nothing there, nothing contracted to glue it back together again. Do you see? So as, as old patterns show themselves, it, it's filtering, it's buzzing out. It's just, it's just breaking up. So you can never say, oh yeah, everything is absolutely dissolved. It's like, well, you know, you, you just might bump into somebody who reminds you of somebody that scared the living daylights of you when you were five years old. And you never remembered that again since you were five. It's like, well, that can happen, you know? You're back in, a, and it's like, there goes an old memory again. Okay, now what happens? Do you go into the shock and you're locked in and you're five years old again? Or if you're outside of all of it, it's like, whoa, oh my God, look at that, look at that. Different viewing point. The same thing can be triggered, but one of them will break it up and the other one re-traumatizes. So when you're outside of all of it, authentically outside of all of it, just continuous opening and healing and dissolving is inevitable. <coughs> so that's how it continues to roll. So this, it, it's like, how, how could you possibly then, how could anybody possibly say, oh, no, 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 it's all done, it's all done, it's like, what, where, where would that <laughs> contraction come from? Like, how could it be all done? How could it be all done? From the non-dual, it might look like it's all done. Because, because that's a very... Um, perfect, complete, unified viewing point. But going deeper than that, it's like the inclusivity is much more allowing. It's much more allowing. It's like, hey, anything can unfold from what I am. Absolutely anything. It's my perceiving mechanism that says no. It's my perceiving mechanism that says this isn't possible. Do you see? Whereas this is so darn wide, it's like what this human brain can imagine is possible or not possible is a dot, a tiny, tiny speck on a tiny, tiny planet in a microscopic millimeter of an infinite line of time. You know? Do you see? Look at the magnificence of the outside of all of it and then this tiny localization. Look at the magnificence of it. Like. Yeah. 
Yes, fellas. I noticed as we were listening and as you were speaking that there is a tendency that comes up to attach. It's like a, and if it's watched, it doesn't need to do that. It's almost like a little crab that wants to grab onto ideas, thoughts, whatever it is. Yeah. And it sounds like the invitation, if a person, if we stay in that fastness, that it can have awareness of what you're calling the little bit of the mind. Yeah. And not need to, not need to attach and go into the story that we usually have of the mind. Does that sound It does. Correct? It does. I'm glad that you saw it because then you didn't contract, but there was space for it to show up. Right. All right? Do you, can you tell me a little bit about what you wanted to attach to? Was it to grab a tool to do it tomorrow? Was it like going out to practice? No, well, it wasn't anything special. I, I could see the tendency, though, of wanting to um, grab hold of. I, I can't say it. And what did you want to grab? Um, an idea. I wanted to make it a concept. Ah, yeah, I mean, yes. I could feel the wishing because my life's been all about ideas. So it naturally wants to go and make an outline and do research and yeah. you know, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's your passion. Right, it's my pattern. Uh -huh. So how freeing to learn to live this way. That Because it seems to me that when I've been in this vastness, there hasn't been any call to the mind. It's just, it's sort of been that or not that. It, it's possible to function that way, but I've never tried to keep that piece like you suggested today. So that's a new thing yes. for me. And yes. that's that's what came up. So yes. I found it really interesting. Yes. So the gem for everybody out of that is the recognition of my mind was trying to make it a concept. To, you know, and then a concept has value, and then and then in comes stickiness. Right. Yeah, so the stickiness is after the concept turns it into something of value, and there we have it. And it's familiar. Yeah. So, of course. wants to go to familiarity. Of course, wants to go to familiarity. Yeah. I'm so glad that you saw it. Yeah. So the concept-making mechanism is what started the rollout of that pattern, mm -hmm. making it into a concept, which ideas are just concepts. Exactly. There's a place for them, but it's no, it's no place to live, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I just have a quick question, because uh, it's so nice to have an oracle of sorts for someone who's cruised other dimensions, perhaps, I don't know, but... Uh, a year ago, at this time last year, I was walking out under the stars, and I was in Arizona, northern Arizona, no light pollution, and I was marveling at the stars. And after a few hours, I was heading back to my room, and it just felt really sad all of a sudden. I keep coming back to grief. It, I know it's my eyes that's, that's pulling the light. I know it's my movie screen that perceives the stars and the sun and the moon. And I don't have any memory of leaving this body and going anywhere else. And so 
I was thinking, am I no longer going to be able to see the moon and the sun and the stars? Because does that require human eyes and human co-creation? And, and I was just thinking, I really miss this view. This is such a great view. But is this limited to a human experience? I feel attachment all over the place. You brought up the A word, so I'm just going. Yeah, as soon as you said attachment, I, yeah. And if I can't tell it in the human, can I have it in And sometimes I think this planet is so beautiful in spite of what we're doing to it. Like, why don't we only get 100 years here? You know, like it's too short of a vacation. This is an amazing outpost. So do you see all these ideas? all these concepts that you've created out of something that actually doesn't need to have conflicts, this conflict. Mm. It's, it's like I love it, and I'm, when it, whenever, it's like I hate when things are over. I don't want it to be done. I don't want it to go away. And I'm just going to be sad if I don't get to see the stars anymore. No, you're not. Super if, happy. If you're dead and yeah. you can't see them, you don't know don't that you're missing anymore. something. <laughs> so it's only... It's just enjoy it for now and not worry about later. <laughs> well, it's, it's, that won't work un, until you see the thought, the thinking mechanism that says, I have, I attach, and I'll be lacking if it's not there. Mm-hmm. That's pattern that you're running. Yeah. And you run it a good bit. I do, yeah. Yeah. Always grieving as soon as I appreciate something. Yeah. Like, I know it's going to be gone. Yeah. It's a matter of time, but how much time? Yeah. Mm, it, it, it's not really. It's, it's that you're being hypnotized by thinking patterns that says, there it is, I have it, oh my God, I'm going to not have it. Mm. You see? Yeah. And then you're in the emotion of grief. Yeah. That's the thinking process. It's not about the stars, the sun, moon. It's not about inventing another way to make it happen. It's like, now you're going deeper into the rabbit hole. Yeah. Do you see the thinking mechanism that sets you up for grief? I don't think I have it. I don't think I've ever had it. Had what? You know, whatever it is. When I see the stars in the skies, yeah. it's an experience I have. If I have anything, it's, it's an experience. Or if I'm with a friend, it's an experience that... And I'm just acutely aware that whatever I'm experiencing, it's going to be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. So you keep explaining the same thing, and I'm saying look at the scaffolding. Look at the scaffolding that's setting up that thinking process. And you're going back to another example of the thinking process. No, no, look at the scaffolding that you're, look behind the scenes. You're looking at the stage and imagining the piece of theatre is for real. No, no, no. It's not for real. So you can't grieve something that's not real. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Do you, do you see the thinking process and she's not getting enough distance from the thinking process, yeah? And she's imagining that the thoughts themselves must be the problem. No, it's the thinking process. It's the entire framework. We don't have a distance from it yet. It's amazing how hypnotic our thinking processes is. So this is something you haven't had distance from yet, this particular pattern, Okay. And it's the same structure as what Phyllis spoke about just before you. <laughs> Around, yeah, there's attachment, attachment. My mind might have, you know, first of all, it was attachment, a grasping. Sorry. Actually, no, it was making a concept, putting value on the concept, and then, then I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's not about what she wanted. It's, it's not about any of those. It's that her attention goes through this sequence of these three thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, for sure. Your attention goes through... This is experience. Oh, it's happening to me. 
I like it. <gasps> it can disappear. I'll be without it. Grief. You see? You see this sequence? Oh, I do. I've, I've okay. seen it for years. Okay, don't, don't <laughs> modify any of them. It's the entire sequence is one loop. Is one loop where it's recreating Gail, the separate individual, who has something to gain and something to lose. Right? It's creating a me, myself, I. It's not about the experience that you can release or gain or miss or have again in another way. It's not about that. This is a mechanism that runs through your neural pathways in order to create the idea of Gail who is having an experience and Gail who can feel grief in its absence. It's about the Gail. This, this is the scaffolding that builds Gail. Yeah. Yes, I see that. Yes. For sure. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Gail is it real? But she needs that, that, that set of thoughts in order, in order to feel that she's real. Mm. And then it becomes an issue for Gail. Because then she's proven to be real because now she's the one talking about the grief. Right. And it's like, but she's not even real. It's the thinking process yeah. that was believed yeah. to make her appear real. <coughs> and now she's got something to figure out. <laughs> Which is probably a nicer distraction to think about grief than to think about not being real. It's about recognizing that you're not real. That's a, that's a eureka moment. Thinking about you're not real, that, that's just another thought. That's another set of loops. Something else to grieve. Really. Gain is a product of believing thoughts. No? <laughs> yes, I can, I, I can see can you find that. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, if, if the thought sequence is coming in by the back door, then there'd be a loss experienced by you because Gail wasn't real in the first place. Now, that's the imagined Gail coming into action through grief. But she's only real because that feeling of grief has been believed. So if she's grieving herself, you missed it again. You're gone back into recreating Gail again. Any move into thought, any move right now, is recreating a personal eye that really is a figment of your thinking process. I can see that. Yes. Yes. Can you see it without emotion? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, there's the chink. I'm saying go through there. Go through there. Because as long as there is emotion, now, you know, you're half seeing it, and some part is like, no, 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 let's. Because I know you're able to do a split of your attention, but where you're splitting your attention is it, it, within the localized field. Yeah. You see? certainly observe myself being a creature of grief and it self-perpetuating in all these other ways that yeah. And that your mind is creating the sense of the personal gale with a story. 
Yeah, I could chew on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I, I know. I'm pushing you into something. Yeah. But if there's an emotional response to it, you'd have lost your objectivity. Yeah. 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 And the trick is to to observe it, but still, you know, there is a part of me that can't help but honor those emotions. Is there? in my body and they're real, I feel them, whether they're based on an illusion in a magic show, um, I can see the movie, certainly, I can see the screen. Um, so I don't mind stepping and observing that neutrally, yeah. Um, so it's it's... It's not about denying something. Right. I'm going to do it in a way that's honoring. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just... That's right. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Good. All right. Like integrating. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you. <clears throat> As per usual, you've answered the question before I posed it to Gail. Um, and... This afternoon, earlier before lunch, the sharings, a lot of a lot of those were hitting places in here. And I was felt like I was able to hang on to the space that we were in. And then as these as the shares happened and they were hitting places in here, it, it really brought up a grief story. And I feel like what it's doing, I'm about to do a week of somatic healing. Mm. And it feels like it's being brought up so I can ask for any specifics that might what you might see or whatever. Uh, what I'm aware of is a story of, of that I, I came out of the slumber before the people around me, so yeah. I had an experience of knowing something that I could energetically sense these people didn't know that were around me. Yes. And then out of that, I built a case or a story of. So there was like a sense of obligation to do something about it because mm-hmm. I saw the suffering and I saw the, the, the lack of joy. Mm-hmm. And circumstances, whatever, gave birth to a story. I'm not here for me. I'm here for everybody else. Okay. And that was okay for a while <laughs> until it wasn't. Um, I still, there is still a very strong, that sense is still very strong here. Um, but what it gave rise to is this really crappy story that I'm not doing it. And it just puts me, it locks me up, you know, prevents me. Um, I did, I, I, once I hit it, right before we went to lunch, I did, you know, walk through it with Byron Katie's. It's all the air of that thinking. And I also see that it's a departure from from like when we when you just now you took us through this meditation, I was able to get what happened for me, I want a perception check that is even deeper than pure. There there's not there's no words, there's no motion. Yes. Okay. So When I, put, when I juxtapose those two, what comes up is 
is, is just being this. It's just holding this consciousness enough. Because there's that thing that wants to go out and change this out there that isn't out there. You know, it's this maddening mind thing here. Um... I think I see where the I'm not here for me definitely came from feeling like the consideration piece about parents and not having my needs met or considered. Yes. yes. Um, I'm sure that's in the body. Yes. Uh, I just I so want to be of service. I just I don't need much to be happy. Your happiness is dependent on you doing service? Apparently. <laughs> Keeps coming up. It's like I'm, I feel that's, that's what's there. That's what's behind this emotion is that I should be doing more. I should be playing a bigger game. I should blah, 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 blah. And when you hit pure and deeper, is it there? No. What does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I could drop it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's why. A piece I, of scaffolding I, that creates the individual brine who has a purpose. I mean, I love that. I love that that framework. Yeah, it's yeah. just the support structure making him. I can see how much of Brian is in that story. Yeah. Noble and all as it might sound in spiritual circles, it's still bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, I mean, I, I was all out for the Nobel Award. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're the spiritual values that are even stickier than the mundane ones. All right. Uh, any, any, you see anything that, as I go into this? So if you never serve again, is it okay? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Can you be happy without being of use? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody was convinced about that. Including you. Including you. Oh, shit. I am aware of a part of me that is completely content without serving. In the knowing, just knowing is completely content. So it is, it is picking up the story, that's all that it is. True contentment, authentic happiness has nothing to do with anything external. Nothing. Nothing. It's, It's not conditional. Your mind has tied them together. I'll be happier when it's like, no, actually, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take another second here. And um, I see there's a thread that's tied into my livelihood. And again, the the whole spiritual persona and story and stuff. 
actually, I think I got the piece earlier today about really about how to remove the blocks. One of them, one of them that it, that was feels like, oh, I need to work that one, was having been killed before for standing up and having my head be above the crowd and having it, you know, an easy target. And what I heard as you were working with that person was that's that's the setup. That's how it's keeping you small so that you don't rise up and bring that into the somatic experiencing. Just the, the, the traumas in your system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything anything else that you see or anything like that? You're all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This question. So a bit of uh, what feels like unfinished business from the share yesterday yeah. that was subsequent. Now you mentioned breaking the glass. Yeah. See it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the lifetime in in which. Uh, the monk who was killed, I think a, a garrote, you know, like that. There, there's something about that that holds me back from expression. Not necessarily just spiritual topics, but in general, the tendency to kind of hang back. Um, I'd like to clear up some of that if possible. Yes, Ishoka, you're, you're picking up something energetically. It's just, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, just clear your energy field. Yeah, you're picking up something that's not going to help you for the next few weeks. Okay, it's like, okay. All right, I was just watching something sure. going on there. No, no. Okay, so cut off at the throat, some kind of. Feels like. Yeah, and there's neck problems in uh-huh. this life too, but that I noticed that I oh the, yeah, the connection be, got made. There could be a thing, yeah. But the hanging back is what's creating the the pro, the problematic stuff. You know, the sense of isolation. Even though I have friends, yeah. I mean I still feel isolated. And maybe uh, it's just not seeing the entire vista. It's something to do with intimacy. Talk to me about intimacy. That's been, well, let's put it this way, in the relationship area, that's been uh, one of my biggest challenges. Yeah. 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 I define intimacy as honesty. When you're intimate with somebody, you can be naked, open, vulnerable, exposed, and brutally honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've basically kind of stayed out of the relationship game for the past few years, 10 years. Yeah. and that's that's a part of it, but that's not the whole thing, either. Yes, it's a chunk of the monk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. You have to say. Are 
you did that one. <laughs> That's a little too weird. Let's put that one off for a while. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But the monk was doing that. Hmm. The monk was doing that. Just saying like something. Farther that, than they were able Yeah, to that community weren't, weren't able for it. And he thought that's what they were there looking for. That's what they said they were looking for. That's what they said they were looking for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you took them literally and no. They, you know, what people say and what people are open for <coughs> two very different things, almost always. Mm-hmm. Almost always. Mm-hmm. What people say and what people do, I believe what people do before before what people say. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that the hard way. Words are cheap. Oh God, words. People don't even know that they're lying. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, it's the persona trying to imagine that it's something other than what it is because it's trying to find truth. And it's just playing that game. So it's what people do is what's interesting. So so revealing, being intimate, open, vulnerable, exposing what you knew to that community went belly up for you, very much so. So then any opening exposure can get you killed. Oh, you know what? Oh, okay. You just hit something. The last relationship, uh-huh. energetic stuff was happening, she could not deal with. Yeah. She said so. Yes. yes. She said so. She said initially it would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Until it actually started. Happening. There we go. There we go. So, believing what people say and believing what people do, we need to have these two things separate. Go for the action, not what's spoken. And the underlying energy of it, whatever that happens yes. to be. Yes, yes, yes. With words are cheap, as you said yourself. So take them at a pinch of salt. That's not where you put your chips. Okay. Okay? Yep. The other piece of it is uh, just trying to sort out expression in this life of what I've seen. Because sometimes, I mean, I've shared with people and it's had a positive effect too. Mm. It's mm. not always mm. one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but just how to navigate that. Because I, I, I don't feel like shutting up is really an option. 
for, for myself at least, in this life. And there's many ways to communicate something. There are many ways. But finding your tribe might be a little bit of a rocky yeah. road. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not a very large tribe at That's this right. point. That's right. That's right. It takes a long time to find the tribe. Yeah, I can see a few people nodding behind. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us have had that experience. We're all a little bit weird, you know? But you know we have the internet now and you didn't have that a few hundred years ago. Good idea. Also, yeah. So we've got to start kind of, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. And eventually the tribe will find you. They'll find you. You'll find each other. That's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. But I would work on intimacy. I would work on that and be sure when somebody says something's okay, let's see if they follow through, let's see, and then I'll know if this is a one or not. That would be a really good idea. Because it, once you have that one figured out, you, you will be able to have intimacy. Because right now the isolation is like, I don't know how this darn thing works. Not going there. And so isolation is a, is a consequence of you going, I can't figure this out. Like, but, but we've separated it, right? It's like, this, this is what's going on. So practice intimacy. It's like, how, how far can I go here with this person? How far can I go here? And your intelligence is not enough. No. Not at all. Not at all. There are many other levels. Yeah. Okay. See who walks their talk. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, sure. You're I had a question um, when we were doing the meditation. This has occurred a few times when I go very deep, and it's not something I'm seeking to have occur. I just have noticed when it's occurring. Is at some level as we're traveling, all of a sudden there's this. I, not a me I, but a like the eye that you see sometimes in the spiritual works of things that's looking at me as I'm uh, traveling. Yeah. I just was wondering at what level, if you know what, what portion of the traveling that's occurring and what that's representing. And is it, I just want to make sure it's not in my, my conscious makeup. Yeah. Head yeah. Thing. <laughs> Does it always seem like it's not you? Or do you know that the I is you? No, it's not me. Mm. Um, so I know sometimes I'll have where I see myself actually looking at myself. Yeah. I've had like situations where I, I'm seeing myself seeing myself. Yes, yes. Um, and that's one aspect that occurs. Yes. Today, though, there was like I'm going through some kind of a portal and there's an I that's meeting me. Yeah. And I yeah. just wasn't certain what that represents, or yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the thing that's that's maintaining the 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 idea that that you're separate. That I is is you. Okay, because I do go through it, and I yeah. go beyond it. Yeah, it's just it's happening along the way, and then it you know it's, then it's behind. And, but I just never knew what it represented. When it comes into view and you're moving, you know, 
it's taking over the, the view. <laughs> I would love you to see, okay, that is what I am, viewing from another perspective. Because it's another lens of perception, okay. but it feels like it's separate from you. It's not. It's not separate from you at all. Okay. So I'd love to know what, 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 what's the idea there that's keeping that separate from you and, and yank it out. Okay. Something is making that separate for you. Yeah. Okay. Something is making that separate from you. It's 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 the next lens of perception looking back at you, but you don't see that it's you. Uh, okay. So no different than the one I do see looking at me. It's just another version of That's right. me looking at me. But it's registered as something separate from you. So it's got to do with some pattern somewhere that's allowing separation to go that deep into the lens of perception. Because at that point. Separation should be kind of gone. Yeah, it's a fleeting moment, yeah. and it is gone. Yeah, yeah. So some vestige of separation, of the dual lens, is kind of bleeding in there. And, and that's the story. It's like, what's the story that's allowed to bleed in there? What, what's that? What's that story that's okay, making so that appear as separate from you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just like a stray hair, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, and then I, had, I started laughing because when you were explaining the being back there and then being the one, you know, little percent of here, I, I get visual images and it just showed me us like shooting from the outer beings of the far vastness to where you, like in a, in a movie, in a sense, where you come flying in and then you see this little grain of sand and it's like you can keep your eye on that little grain of sand. Yes. But it's a little grain of sand, and we're like way out there still. That's right. And it was it just made me chuckle. Yes. And the other side was, thank you, Brian, for going ahead of me. Now I know why you went ahead of me. Um, years back, um, like many of us, when I didn't want to be here, um, I wanted to exit. Um, a very strong, deep voice came in that said, "You're not for you. You're not here for you. Get over it." <laughs> and it's what kept me grounded enough to stay on planet Earth. Mm. Um, also, in that short time factor, I made a very strong decision that I wanted to be happy. My, my ultimate goal was, I'm going to be happy. If I'm going to stay here, you know, I'll, I'll be whatever spirit would like to move through me to be, but it has to be enjoyable, obviously, or why bother? So when you were explaining, Brian, your situation, I was able to actually realize that I have not any longer attached somewhere that just was here to keep me here and somewhere along the way I've been able to drop that and not have that strong desire to be of service like a do or die feel that I'm okay with if I do and I'm okay if I'm by myself sitting somewhere and breathing air (laughs) so I want to thank you for reminding me yeah it gets looser it's like the beliefs serve their purpose but none of them are needed. No. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Turns beside you and then go back and then the other side of the room. Yes. Um, we did the meditation a little bit ago and we did something similar yesterday. And um, when I was still in that wider view, after meditation, I was thinking about sharing, and I've been kind of ambivalent about sharing this weekend anyway, and 
I, uh, when I was, how did it work? Oh, um, the, the, not a voice, but it got the intelligence or, or the wisdom of the wider view or wherever um, came in, this is silently, but um, this body-mind has a desire to share, but it's really not important. Yes. You are not your words. Yes. You are, you know, before the words. Yes. And I'm stuck there. I don't have, it's like, okay. I, don't, I don't have enough experience or trust in that process. You know, yet, to, you know, I'm kind of like, well, is it maybe I should share or something? I go, no, that's. And then there's this other voice, you know, you know, it's not who you are, it's not important. And it's like, kind of represents my past year. I mean, look, you know, it's like push and pull sort of thing. Hmm. And, you know, that's. I don't know if I have questions, I just ask me to share maybe even more. So sometimes it's about honoring Terrence. And it's like, no, I think he needs to have his voice heard here. I think he does. And let that motivate you. It feels like the decision, the, the two voices are kind of in opposition to each other. One is a desire to share, and the other one is like, it's not important, you're deeper than all of that. So they're giving two contradictory messages. So the wisdom is mm, when we go to a place of where they're not in contradiction to each other. While they are, there are two different messages coming to you. The one from the personal one is the one we watch. The personal terms who has a desire for it. Sometimes we need to fulfill the desire until it's done and sometimes it's like it's just going to be empty. I'll do it, and so what? There isn't enough to support it. The times where it is important to follow the desire, it's like, actually, no. He, he, for his own confidence, he needs to be heard today. Do you see? So I want you to discern on the inside. Rather than the two pulls, I want you to discern which is the wiser move for me now. Because you're both of it. Both voices are part of what you are. And then you're deeper than both again. Actually, that I can Yeah. Yeah. So then how to function in the world. Use your discernment. <clears throat> Would it be the best thing for Terence to, to, to share his opinion now or not? So take an objective view and make a man's decision. Because then you're not being um, hypnotized by the desire. You're not being the child or being the, the wiser perspective. But you're looking at all the evidence and calling a shot. That's what I'd like to see you do. And that's the self-empowerment that still needs to kind of upgrade a tad. Okay. Yeah, that, well, that's what I kind of feel, but I just want to go over this yeah. confliction that's um, popping up of 
So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what I was my sharing would be, and I don't know if it's appropriate over here, but it's just a, That's your call. Uh, okay. you, you make a call rather than questioning it. I don't know if it's appropriate for here. It's like, no, no, no. You make a call. Send in your power now, Terrence, and make yeah. a call. Yeah, okay. I'll, what I'm going to share is, is it has to do with uh, uh, the mantra thing that came up nine months ago. Yes. yes. Okay, so we'll. Um, before the workshop, I became very anxious the last three, four weeks, and I couldn't, didn't know what I was about. So the universe, I'd totally forgotten about it, brought back in the mantra, it wasn't done with me. And um, so the last time we spoke was where the hook or whatever was, when I've done my best, time to take the rest. That was where I got drawn into. So this time when my, uh, the mantra or whatever came in, it was a gift because it calmed me down mm -hmm. like, like a drug. Mm -hmm. And I have made a shift, so I guess you'd say, from that stanza to the, the ending one which is, um, when the rest is gone, all that's left is song. And it just brought a big smile, and I would repeat it for days on end at night, and it just calmed me down. And I began to feel a lot more ease with that, um, whatever those words. So there's something shifted. I don't know if it what that's yeah. about, but I know it's enough that, that you know something's moved on. Yes. And so the little bit part, part a little bit following that, I said, well then, because you know last year I was here, I was sitting here, and my body started disappearing. For those who weren't here, and you know it stopped. Fear came in and it stopped. And I think that um, coming to the workshop here, a retreat has triggered that experience again. I, it's like I'm, I can I could not do it right now. And so um, so I just pretended uh, what would happen if my body mm -hmm. you know if fear didn't come in and I just let it go. Mm -hmm. I mean just in my mind sitting and um, mm -hmm. I did that and it felt really good. Yeah. I, I didn't feel the body. It wasn't like I couldn't see it, but I didn't have any connection. And then I started, because I did it as if I was in satsang, so I started looking at all the bodies, all the people, and I could, you know, there was body, there was a body, but it's not like they were furniture, but almost. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and so I had no attraction to the bodies. Yes. But within, I would look at each person and all I could see was the light inside. Yes. Yes. I'm going to lose it. And I don't know if this is like, uh, can I make this up? You know, I was just, you know, as I do, sometimes these things come and they're off the wall, but 
I don't know how much validity to give some of these things, but... I'd give it validity. Um, Whatever lens of perception comes in that helps to break from the we are our bodies, we are our minds, we are, this is the whole movie. Whatever lens of perception sh rattles that, shakes it up, use it. Use it. It's beautiful to see that, oh my God, the body is just a, a lump of flesh, actually. But there's a light inside. That's beautiful. Why not go with that? Is it the absolute truth? No, but nothing is. Anything we can say is the absolute truth. So, But it really helps to broaden our perspective, to dissolve the limitations in our mind. It really helps. It's not a new definition, it's a new way to see. I'm listening, I'm just integrating here. Um, kind of hard. Um, I think what I, on retrospect, what, it's not seeing or whatever, delight and this kind of thing. It's, um, but what it triggers is this immense compassion for people. Just for them being. Yeah. Just here. Yeah. And knowing that Terence is in that mix also? Things are going real well here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not not total there, but um, yeah, I have that recognition and, and the, the call it self-love is, I don't know, but so, I don't feel I've changed much during this last year necessarily. I'm feeling, you know, I haven't put enough into it or to, you know, all of these things, but Terence another ball of flesh with the light inside that there was compassion for? Yeah, and what I've experiential, which is a little different, is that I know my heart has opened even much more. Um, and I, it's not that I necessarily know it myself to begin with, but it's from the reaction from others. Right. Beautiful. So maybe there has been a change after all. Well, yes. I, I mean, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, actually, that's all I really needed to okay. go with. Thank you. you did. All right. All right. Go more. I'm conscious of the time. Is there anybody who would like to speak who hasn't spoken already? Yes, woman up in the front corner. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, this year has been incredibly challenging for me. And um, um, there's just been so much resistance in every department of my life. And, 
it's gotten to the point where I don't even know what the next move is because of this incredible resistance that I encounter. So I know that I am the common denominator in all this, but I don't know how to change that. Talk to me about the resistance. Give me an example, give me a... Okay, so, well, I'm going for divorce, and I just moved back to America, to LA, and I'm staying with my parents, and there's a lot of resistance there. From you, from them? From all of us, my, my mom, my dad, and my sister recently moved in too, so there's a lot of resistance with that. There's um, a lot of resistance. You've said four or five times there's resistance, but from who? From like, resistance doesn't appear. It's conflict. Okay. Um, but it seems like there's conflict everywhere. Also, you know, I, I'm not working at the time, so I don't even know what to do as far as income. Okay. And when I was away, living away, I had an investment, and that now has disappeared. Yeah. So, like, all these things are just... I'm just hitting a wall with a lot of these things. Oh, right. You're being stripped down, huh? Mm -hmm. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, pretty much. That's great. Yeah. It is. I understand that, but there's something happening that's... Something is happening where, you know, I've lived in fear all my life, and now it's becoming a reality. I was very attached to security, and all that's been stripped completely. So I, I'm just afraid to move forward, and I don't know what direction to go in, because I don't trust myself, I don't trust the process right now. They're two very different things. You don't trust yourself, and you don't trust the process. The process. I know that there, I'm, I'm not doing anything. There's nothing to do. Uh, I don't know about uh, that. Okay, okay. So I guess I'm, this is also. I guess I'm confused about that. You know, I. Yeah, that's all I can say right now. But I, I'm very confused about what's going on and. If there's anything that I can, if there's a doership, there's authorship, or, yeah, I'm very okay. confused. Okay, from what I can see, mm -hmm. the non-dual concepts are creating the confusion. Yes, that's right. Can we just chalk them out? Bin them. Trash can them. What? That's an Irish phrase. To bin them. All right. Let's chalk them out. Let's get phenomenally real. Right? You need to rebuild your life right. in a way that you are in command of. How do you, where do you want to be in six months' time? Where do you want to be in two years' time? I would do a short-term plan and a longer-term plan. Mm -hmm. And I would say, okay, what the heck do I need to do to get from here to there? Really practical, down-to-earth. Yes. There is a there's a, there's a maturation that needs to happen. It's like you you, 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 you were lucky in one way, you kind of got held for a long time. You know, the, you, you found a way to make the universe kind of support you and be good to you, and it's like, okay, plop. <laughs> now you're on your own. And you're like, shit, I don't have the tools, I don't know how to do, I'm like, I'm at home again. Like, yep, you're mm -hmm. starting all over again. 
but then you, your skill to be able to call in people to support you isn't with you anymore. That's right. Right? Because now you're ready to start doing it for yourself. You are ready. You just haven't done it so you can't prove it to yourself that you're able to do it because you have no evidence yet. But I guarantee you, you are able for it. I can see it. You can do this. You can. The fear of taking action is much stronger than the action itself. It's exactly what it is. I don't trust myself to do it. That's right. you're landed in the desert, okay, find your way home when you're like, shoot, come on, give me my tools, give me the compass, give me a map, give me, give me something. But you can find your way. You can. Yes. Um, so, I think, um, you know, my next move, so I was wondering if it would be a good idea for me to go away to a place like India for a few months. Because I feel like coming back to LA, I don't have, I think I'm in a toxic environment right now. So I'm wondering if going to India for a couple of months would give you some clarity and some grounding. And it would also postpone this big, huge mammoth task that's scaring right. the living daylights of you. Right. So we'll be sitting waiting for them when you come home. Sure. Yeah. With legs and bells and whistles on, you know. Yeah. Because it would just be fermenting in the back of your head. Go through it. Okay. Go through it. It's like, all right, I need to get a job and I need to move out of my folks' house. Am I going to do them in that order? And let's set goals for myself. And keep your goals to yourself. Because the more we tell people about our goals, the more our own power bleeds out. Okay. Have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Financial yeah. yeah. I think that would help you. Okay. Dave Ramsey is this guy that's... Um, uh, uh, he, he runs a course called Financial Peace University. And it's, uh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine weeks, usually in a church, um, where you go through different stages of how to manage money. Basically, you, you tell every dollar where to go. There's something really clever in that course. I mean, it's about money, and it cha totally changes your relationship with money. But somehow, it puts you in the driving seat. It's like money, if you come at it from where you're at, you know, like from, a, from, from the perspective of where we're at, you'll be able to see, shoot, it's about me finding power and autonomy over a load of decisions. Money is just symbolic of all these other things that I'm in charge of. Yes. And I would love something super cheap. It's like 130 bucks or something for the nine weeks. And workbooks and everything is in there and a year of support. Blah, 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 blah. There would be something really good in you doing that course because cracking the money story 
will give you a model for cracking the other stories in your life. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I, I see where you're coming from because um, for so many years, I didn't trust myself with investing my own money, so I would give other people my money. And that was a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, yeah, that's what it was. I was lacking the confidence and trust in myself, so I had my power over to other people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. So we need to heal that money story too, the wound from that, you know? And I think Dave Ramsey is going to just kind of bring a reality check into it. Because I really, as we started off saying, drop all the spiritual concepts and get phenomenally real in, okay, how am I going to make my life? I'm getting a second run at it. I'm still young. How can I do it? What can I do now to make this, this new life ahead of me entirely different? It can be entirely different. And that's what you should go for. Entirely different. Yeah, sure you're welcome. Anybody else who hasn't spoken already? All right, what's left? We've got five minutes. Pardon? Who has something burning that they need to get resolved before they leave? Yeah, Lois, Hayat, anybody else? Burning that you have to sort out? Lois and Hayat, okay. This is real quick, uh, but uh, it's just uh, my experience first with the meditation. Uh, I went very deeply. Uh, I wasn't able to go prior to. I've, I've done your meditation before, but anyway, that's fine. It was beautiful. And then uh, when you were talking about the scaffolding, I finally, well, I had a, a brief insight into how, you know, the human mind is really just a tool. Yes. And, yes. yeah, so um, I could see that really clearly. Yes. Anyways, that was it. Yes. Well done, Lois. Yes. <laughs> so I need you to remember these things, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm afraid. <laughs> I'll forget it. But. So, do you have a refrigerator? Yes. Do you have space on the refrigerator? Barely, yes. Okay, let's space. Okay. So any gems that you saw this weekend, okay. you write them out really big. Right. Prioritize your refrigerator door okay. so that it's, so they're fresh. So that you know the weeds don't come back in and the fear and the you know the news comes in and, and feeds you with more stories. It's like, no, this this is what I have to remember. <coughs> this would be really good, huh? Yeah, great. Okay, on the refrigerator, so that you look at it and you read it and you refresh that part of you that knows more. Right, right. Okay, okay. thank you. Super, okay. Hiya, can you come up for the... Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Will you please say a little something about um, 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 exchange in love? So, you know... Uh, feeling like you have to give something in order to receive something. Um, <laughs> Do you have to give something to receive something? Is everything conditional? Yes. What does your son do for you to earn your love? Nothing. 
Just look at me. So there's an exception already. No, he just he's just there. Yes. So 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 he doesn't have to earn your love. He doesn't have to give you anything. No. So we have an exception. Like so, you said, yeah, you've got to give something to receive something. Can you can you talk about like the core of that? You know, like we're talking about the core of that. So there's a belief within you that for me to get something, I have to earn it. Yeah. But yet you're able to give without getting something back. Yeah. Why do you think nobody will give to you without you earning it? That's what I was asking. I don't know. Have you had to earn everything? Yeah. Like I had to work for everything. Um, so why do I, how do I um, stop working for things? And so it's your own belief system. Just receiving them. Yes. I was faced with that yesterday, like face to face with uh, those two beautiful beings in the back and I almost escaped them because I was like how can you be so loving and so open and so you know welcoming what is it that you want from me and you know I was really afraid I told yeah. I told them I was I felt like I was facing a train that's coming towards me and I have to escape it right now because this is really scary and they held the space for me and so that's why I want to present this to you to see yeah. you run it you're honest, which is really good. You know that it's just a belief. It's just your mind that I'm receiving something, therefore it's going to cost me. The commercial world works like that, but that's all. That's all. It's just commerce. Does having the, the, the tribe you're talking about, can that aid in that? Or is that just a, an internal thing? Like a support system that supports that that behavior to integrate it. Um, does that make sense? No, because I, I, you know, I constantly feel like I'm surrounded by people that constantly want something from me. Yes, and of course, because you set up the structure to validate your belief system. Okay. Yeah, you're perpetuating it, and it's it's kind of high risk. To like, whoa, can I just receive and not give? Can I really just receive and not give? I just want to say, I don't want anyone around me right now because I don't want anything, anyone to want anything from me right yeah. now. I don't have anything to give. Yeah. I just want love. Does anybody want anything from Hayat? No. no. Anybody at all here want anything from Hayat? No. no. A hug? A hug? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's love. Me too. <laughs> I have a lot of that. No, you're around people right now who want nothing from you. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. Can you be? Can you receive it right now? Right now. There's I don't know. Twenty-five, thirty people here. Right now. There's a whole load of beings all around you. And none of them wants anything from you. If you can relax in your system, we're changing the pattern. Nobody is looking to you for anything. And you are part of this tribe. 
the same as everybody else. Just as valid, an equal player like everybody, and nobody wants anything from you. Nobody. Can you let that in? Can that be trusted? There's a little piece of me that trusts Yes. Okay, let's make it a little bit bigger. We're just creating a new pattern in high energy field. A new pattern, which makes it, oh, it's possible for me just to be and not give. My presence doesn't have to be paid for in some way. There is no price to pay. You can belong, you can be, you can contribute or not contribute. It's all free. There is no price for you to be here or be anywhere. There is no price. You sure? Is it very little? It's itty? Okay. It's actually giant. <laughs> but it's just. Thank you. Oh. So much. Oh, okay. Good for you. I feel like I feel so light, so much more lighter than I feel me. Good. Thank you for standing all those hours. Thank you, Thank you for giving us all meeting us where we are, giving us from the heart and from your love and from your intelligence. I'm so, so grateful for this. Oh, yeah. thank you. You're very welcome. The honor is mine. The honor is mine. I want to say a thank you to three different groups. Michael, who came here and did all of this from his heart. Yeah, thank you. Who seems to be the you know the, the leader of the tribe down here? And makes it possible because he sponsors this event to make it possible for for this to happen. And then of course the two old soldiers at the back, the two warriors of the back. Thank you all. I guess we husband. Upcoming dates. And if they want to work with you individually, how would they do that? Wait till my 15th of December deadline done. Um, upcoming dates, uh, residential, no, Atlanta. There's a flyer at the back, just take them away because I'm not taking them home. Um, for, the, for three or four weeks' time. Four weeks' time in Atlanta, Georgia for a weekend. Similar to this one. Uh, February 5, 10 in, in Cashi, a residential retreat in an ashram in that's in Cashi and Sebastian in Florida. There is a five-day residential retreat someplace in Ontario, which is coming on stream soon. In June. It's another, there'll be two residentials in this uh, continent uh, this year. I think that's all I can think of. Yes, Matthew. What, uh, a couple of people have inquired what would be the best way for them to reach you via Skype session? Oh, yeah. So on my own, on the jackoakeefe.com, there is um, booking private sessions or private schedule. 
schedule a private session. And that takes you to another website where you can see where I'm available and, and you, you book your time and it, 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 the whole thing is automatic. It takes care of your time zone, provided your computer is in the time zone that you want the schedule to be in. You know, it's, it's time zone specific. So, um, so yeah, you can do that through my website, but there's very little availability until the new year. Because I'm supposed to be writing. When will you be back with us? With us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this time next year, if everything, if if it's still okay with the powers that be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you.